If you look today, we want to look at, I got seven powerful facts about God's people, but uh, I said it should be maybe 7,000. And I should have probably, if I'd had room, put that all up there or something. But we're going to be reading in 1 Peter chapter 2, 9 through 12. And uh, it's just so good to see your all smiling face this morning. Just kind of smile at somebody. Let them know you're, you're pleased to be in church with them. Yes, all this good singing and worship and testimonies and prayer and, and all of that good stuff. God's good to us, isn't he? Yes. Uh, we used to sing a song when I was a, a child. You don't hear it much anymore. I'd rather be an old-time Christian than anything I'll know. Walking down this grand old highway, telling everywhere I go, I'd rather be an old-time Christian than anything I know. And so, uh, how many feels that way? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just because you're an old-time Christian doesn't mean you're outdated, right? No, uh, God's people are up to date. They're prayed up, they're uh, uh, just uh, waiting up, and they're ready to go. And so, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, we're just thankful to have our good pastor here today. Yeah, just makes everything feel better, right? Yeah, we're looking forward to that good word that he's able to bring us. And so uh, in uh, chapter 2, starting in verse number 9, most of you know this without me reading it to you or whatever, says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation a what? A peculiar people. That ye should what? Show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness. Where? Yes. Isn't that wonderful? Which in time past were not a people, but now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now hath obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. And notice verse 12. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that uh, whereas they speak uh, against you as what? Yeah, that's what they say. That uh, uh, says they may by your good works which they shall behold, do what? Our Father in heaven, we're so thankful today for the word of God. We're encouraged by your word. We're strengthened by your word. We're kept by your word. Lord, we're sanctified by the washing of the water of the word. And Lord, your word is truth. And open it today to the understanding of each of us, and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Wave at one another in that Jesus. Yes, God's so good. How many could think of about 7,000 uh, good facts about Christians? You know, aren't Christians wonderful people? Yes, they are. They're, they're uh, a good-looking people too, aren't they? Because the Bible says God beautifies the meek with salvation. And so uh, he's so good to us. 
You don't have to turn there, but there's a verse I want to share with you. In Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then in 6.18 he says, by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. How many knows that? God won't, he can't lie. He cannot, he will not. God has selected a special people to make up the body of Christ. And aren't you glad you're one of them? They're blood washed. They're uh, love people. But Jesus and they're his children. Isn't that good? You're king's kids today. My God's good to us. Uh, You know, uh, God's uh, children are special people, aren't they? They are. They're, they're loved by him. I mean, he shed that love of God abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And uh, the Romans, Paul wrote, says we cry, we cry out, Abba, Father. Oh, they're just that good uh, relationship. Uh, you know, uh, we thought we loved God, but it was the love of God that drew us as a sinner to him, and he put that love of God within us. You, a sinner, does not know really what love is. Until you've known the love of God, you really don't know love. And so, uh, uh, you know, Christians are not only good church members, but if you read chapter 2 of uh, Peter here, they're good citizens also. How many know that? They're good citizens. Sometimes you see a, a program on the news, the police pulling somebody over. And they uh, reward them with something for, you know, being a good citizen or safe driver. I guess Steve does that occasionally, you know, and uh, whatever. But they're good citizens. A, a, uh, a Christian is a good servant. You can hire them and, boy, they'll do you a good job at work. Christians are special people. How many knows that? They really are. Uh, they're a, a positive pe- a person. They're an uplifting person. They are, and they're happy, Amen. right? Yeah. You, you, you know a Christian. I mean, they just go around happy all the time. Wow. Yeah, they do. And, uh, uh, and number one, I'll tell you about a Christian. They're born-again saved people. Isn't that wonderful? wonderful? They're born-again saved people, number one says. And, Garrett, you can change that if you want to. And so uh, they are, they are born-again saved people. How many saved today? Uh, the Magruders used to sing a song, Saved by Grace. And uh, I always love to hear that song. But Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And if children, then what? Heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we may that we may what? Be also glorified together. There's a glorifying uh, time going to take place. One old timer one time said uh, that he, uh, every once in a while if he feels just a little tingle start on him, he said, I, I, I think the rapture's taking place or I'm getting ready to uh, uh, be changed. And he got, uh, would get all excited or whatever. Were to be that way, right? Oh, yes, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, years ago, I, was, uh, I used to be a milkman, deliver milk to stores, and Lucy and Herb Wagers ran a store up here at, uh, at Big Creek, and so I was in there one day, and they kept foster kids. Anybody ever see a foster child? 
and uh, they're, they're usually nice kids. They've just been in a bad situation. And this little boy, he's probably about 12 years old. He, he was helping me. He thought he was. You know, they're just in your way. But uh, anyway, he was talking with me, and he looked up to me, and uh, he said, Are you a born-again Christian? I'll never forget that. I was impressed by that question. Are you a born-again Christian? You don't hear that much of a young people, right? My, I don't know if I was uh, singing some gospel song or humming or, or happy or whatever, but he wouldn't know if I was a born-again Christian. Oh, my. If you meet the world out here uh, today or tomorrow, are they going to know if you're a born-again Christian? Because the Bible says that you know, uh, we know that we pass from death unto life because what? We have love toward the brethren or love toward one another. And so uh, Jesus said in John 5, uh, 24, Verily I say un unto you that uh, heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. How many days pass from death unto life? My God uh, just saved us and, and put a song in our soul and spirit. I was reading about uh, this morning in the psalmist in Psalm 41 said he inclined unto me and heard my cry. You know what he said he done? He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. And establish my going, set me up on a, a strong rock, and put a song in my mouth, even a song of praise unto God. And so that's what we've been doing today a songs of praise, hallelujah. Ah, oh, born again, saved Christian. Man, they got something to rejoice about. They really do. And, uh, uh, you know, at uh, First Pentecostal, a young man uh, from Anvil. That was when First Pentecostal was on 4th Street. A young man from Anvil over here, and I'll leave him nameless, had gotten saved. He'd had a drinking problem. He was, uh, I guess what you call an alcoholic, had a drinking problem, and he had a five-year-old son. And so uh, this new convert, saved, born-again young man, his mother-in-law came to visit him. And now, you know, when mother-in-laws come, they want to examine things. He said the five-year-old son got uh, grandma by the hand, said, Grandma, I want to show you something. And he led her into the kitchen, opened up the kitchen, and said, No more beer. Beer is gone. Dad had gotten saved and his refrigerator had gotten saved. Glory to God. Isn't that good? When I was pastoring at Pittsburgh, a man came one night, came into the altar. He had his uh, work clothes on, had his nail apron on and all that. He got saved and everything. After he got saved, after church was over with, he's so happy. And he said, uh, 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 preacher, he said, uh, I got some liquor or beer or something. I've got what it was out there in my car. Would you go out there and pour it out? I said, I believe that's something that you ought to do. You need to go out there yourself and pour that stuff out. Yes. And number two, not only are they safe people, but they are a safe people. Isn't that good? They're free and safe. I like that song, Thank God I'm Free, Free, Free. Hallelujah. They're, they are a safe people because John in 836 
If the Son therefore shall make you what? Free, ye shall be what? Free indeed. Before Christ came, men were in bondage. Peter in this, uh, here he's writing to uh, these people because under um, Abraham, they claim to be Abraham's seed. They claim to be children of Abraham. And uh, they uh, were under bondage because they couldn't keep the law and whatever. But after Jesus came, we're children of God. We're born again of Jesus Christ. That royal blood now flows through you. My, before uh, Moses and Aaron, the head of the family, I guess the older of the family was the priest of the family. Uh, Moses and Aaron came along. God gave Moses the law and uh, put Aaron as priest and his family. And then when they failed or whatever, he selected the tribe of Levi. And so the Levitical tribe then were the priests and the choirs and the singers from then on. They couldn't fulfill it. They couldn't keep the law but I want to tell you what they did they would bring man to God and God to man but only the high priest once a year could go into the holy of holies but when Jesus the son of God came our high priest uh, Hebrews 4 15 says we have not a high priest who uh, you know he's, he's not touched with sin but he's moved he's touched in all points like as we to make intercession for us we have high priest in heaven named Jesus Christ. His word said he's made you kings and priests unto God. Isn't that wonderful? Not only can you come to him and pray, come to Jesus and get in touch with heaven, but you can pray for others and bring those before a God in Jesus' name. I want to tell you I'm glad to be a Christian, aren't you? There's benefits to being a Christian. Why people that's uh, a sinner, they they have no idea how good we feel today. They know they have no idea uh, how safe and free and saved we are today. I read about a, a, a Duke, uh, James the second in sixteen forty four through eighty five. James the second was a duke in England. Boy, I tell you, that's a good position, isn't it? But on his deathbed, he addressed his son telling him there is no slavery like sin and no liberty like God's service. That's a good realization. Some people don't realize it until they're on their deathbed that there is no slavery uh, like sin. My, isn't that something? But there's no liberty like God's service. Number three is they're not only a free and safe people, but they are, you today are a secure people. Isn't that good? Oh, the God that took all the stars and the planets and spread them out there in the heavens and called them by name. Ah, he's good, isn't he? Who's able to hold the oceans in the palm of his hands? Who's able to count the hairs on her head? He doesn't have much. Uh, uh, Mike doesn't have too bad, bad, uh, big of a job cutting my hair because they're not that many. They, don't, they may not be turning too gray, but they sure are turning loose. My. And so here uh, we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time 
In fact, the Bible says we are kept of the power of God. I believe God's able to keep us, don't you? Because Paul said, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that that I've committed unto him against that day. We are able to be kept by the power of God. His grace is sufficient. That's what he told Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My, he's able to keep you today. You don't have to go around and worry. Is, is God able to do this or able to keep me? Does he know where I am? Yes, he knows where you are. I read about an old-time man of God years ago. He came into his house one day, and his wife had a black dress on, a black veil over her face, and, he, and black gloves. He thought, my, somebody died, and I didn't know it. He said, woman, said, who died? She said, well, haven't you heard? God died. He said, woman, you speak like a foolish woman. She said, well, you quit acting like it then. Oh. My, we don't need to be going around acting like God's dead, right? No. My, a few years ago we uh, showed a, a film here, God's Not Dead. And I, I believe that, don't you? He isn't dead. Uh, uh, people uh, in, uh, a lot of people in America today, they think there's no God. He's dead. They can do what they want to. But I'm going to tell you, the Bible says God sits in the heavens and laughs and has men in derision. Men thinks they're under in control. But God's got the final say. My, there's nothing that's uh, uh, taking him by surprise. He's got it all under control. I want to tell you, God's people uh, today have a good outlook look on things don't they yes I mean we're able to look beyond our feet and see the path that's set before us we used to sing there at our home church at first Pentecostal that old song the world behind me and the cross before me that's the reason Psalm 16 and 8 the psalmist said I have set the Lord always before me hallelujah if we set God before us we can do like Jesus he told Satan get behind me Satan and we can be like Mark said that the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly hallelujah glory to God have him under your feet or behind your back and don't pull him a chair up in your living room. My God's good, isn't it? Oh, God's people are safe people. They're, they're uh, uh, secure people, aren't they? I want to tell you, uh, not only that, uh, they are uh, sanctified people. They are a sanctified people, number four. They're sanctified people. Isaiah said, uh, 43 and 1, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee and called thee, thee by name. Thou art mine. Isn't God good? Yes, they're, they're a, a sanctified, redeemed people. Washed in the blood of the Lamb. Right? Paul, he wrote to the Corinthians. He wrote to them and, uh, and uh, he said to them unto the church which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified. Where? In Christ Jesus. Called to be what? Saints. Which uh, all in, uh, with all in every place call upon the name of Jesus. Of the Lord Jesus. My. I'm going to tell you. You're a sanctified people. 
You know what sanctified is? It means you're separated and set apart for the master's use. It's not that good. Oh, they're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. They're ransomed from the life of sin, purchased by the life of Christ, set free to live the life of holiness uh, because we yield ourselves to Him. And uh, we used to sing a song here years ago. I haven't sung it in a long time. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, you know, uh, Paul in Romans 9, 25 Recall back what the prophet Hosea had said. In the New Testament, they call him Oshi, but it's Hosea. Said, I will call them my people, which were not a people, and her beloved. Oh, I'm going to tell you, if, if Jesus hadn't come, we would not be a people even worth spitting upon. Gentiles had no hope, no God, no promise. They were living a loose, sinful life, running after the things of the flesh, the things that were against God. But when Jesus came and called us to himself, that's what the church means, the ecclesia, the called out ones. He has called us out unto himself, put his spirit in you, put his name upon you, and put his promise upon you. And put his glory upon you. It doth not yet appear what we shall be. But when we know that when he appears. We're going to be like him. Isn't God good? Oh yes. And so uh, you know the Bible. Uh, I like Jude one twenty one. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unto eternal salvation. You know, it's up to us to keep ourselves in the love of God. If you're out there today and you're not in a church service somewhere or another, you need to be getting a hold of something and keep yourself in the love of God. You need to be thinking, oh, God, uh, what would happen if I, if you came today and I was not with the people of God? I'll tell you, there's something, this uh, a plague is destroying a people by destroying their faith, separating them. It was supposed to be two weeks, and now it's almost two years. I want to tell you today, children, this time God's people uh, does something about this and stand up and believe God. Yes, because if the government can shut down the church, uh, uh, Satan has no, uh, 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 he, uh, he has no problem destroying uh, the faith. And don't let Satan destroy your faith today. Uh, square your shoulders back and uh, look up to Jesus. Oh, yeah, and keep yourselves in the love of God. Oh, number five, they're... Uh, Number six, they are a sacred body of Christ. So being many are one body in Christ. Because uh, Ephesians 5, 23 said, Christ is the head of the church and the Savior of the body. And so today I want to tell you, we may be many, but we're one in Christ. And he's the head. Oh, they, they look down at uh, what happened uh, uh, in Psalm 133. Uh, says, Behold how 
pleasant it is. How pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like that holy anointing oil that flowed down upon Aaron's head, down upon his beard, down upon his skirt. When Jesus prayed the Father and sent the Holy Ghost, that anointing oil flowed not only from the throne of God, but down upon the body of Christ that day. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh my, I want to tell you today, there's a holy anointing all in the Old Testament. It could not be put upon flesh, but only upon the uh, uh, chosen of God, the called out ones, the priests, and the maybe the kings of the prophets. And so today, you're kings and priests under God. Let that holy anointing all flow down upon you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My, and after the day of Pentecost, they went out. They didn't have to go out. People heard their praising God. You get close to holiness church today, and you won't probably hear anything. You might hear some music or something. Other. Oh, we need to be praising God and worshiping Him. Hallelujah. That the world would hear and show forth the praises of Him that's called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Hallelujah. Everywhere we go, you ought to be like a sunbeam shining on somebody. Yeah, I used to people get, I'd get around them, maybe, you know, thin and on top and everything, and they'd start high, shielding their eyes and all of that. We ought to be so spiritually shiny that people get around and they'd be like when Moses come down off the mountain. Oh, my. I will tell you, God's people has a shine today, don't they? My, they're, they're happy people. They're rejoicing people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My, there was a day when I was growing up. See, I grew up as a child here in this church. Strange, isn't it? Left, went in different churches. And uh, home church was always first Pentecostal. And pastored and, and done revivals. But I grew up here. I remember the day when the windows were raised. No air conditioner or anything. You know what? When a young man got searching for a wife, he'd come here and he would try to get him. You know where he wanted her? He wanted one out of the altar. He wanted one shouted under the power of God to make him a good wife. And a lot of the wives... They wouldn't, they wouldn't have anything to do with a young guy until he got saved and was living for God. We got too many days looking for a spouse on the internet. Joining up with dating uh, uh, groups or whatever. Judy and I know a young guy and he's, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'll leave him all nameless. But he's, he's a living for God and his wife too. But, uh, you know, out doing good. But that's where he found her. Uh, was uh, and uh, they told us that, you know, and uh, we saw them several months ago. And but they're far. I know they're still doing good. But I want to tell you, you, you and I need to look for a, a maid or a, a spouse in the altars of God, right? Yes, we do. It's hard for a young lady today to find a, a young guy that's worth spitting on. It is. It's hard for a young woman to find a, a good husband. It is. It's sure hard for a, for a man, a young man, to find a good wife. It sure is. Some of you all know that. My. And uh, so I'll, I'll leave the rest of you 
to your imagination. I'll, I'll get on with this last point. Number seven, I think I've stirred up enough uh, uh, muddy water. Number seven, they are a selected people to be with Christ in his glory. They are, you are a selected people. Hey, you like that? There's different grades of things. And a select grade means that you, it's been chosen and picked out. You like that select grade, don't you? If you're buying hardwood, you don't want coals or seconds or whatever. You want select. My, that best kind. And God's people are that way. John 17, 24, Jesus said, uh, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. You are a select people. Isn't that good? My, he's called the church out now for the work now and for the future. You're not just working for today, you're working for the future. You really are. I, I see people all along that grew up as a child, maybe in this church. Occasionally, uh, when I worked there uh, before I retired, we had a fine young man that uh, worked there, and he grew up riding our church bus. That little young man named Randy Potter would go out every Saturday. I go down through her to visit. Hey, Carl said, I've got you another family lined up. He brought more people in, and he's still living for God, as far as I know. It's a God good. He really is. He really is. Some of uh, Wayne's wonderful nieces, I guess, they were precious young ladies riding her bus. My, I appreciated that. And uh, one Easter, we got so many on our bus, big old 66 passenger bus, that the bus wouldn't pull it. We had to have cars to come and haul the uh, run over or whatever. My, that showed how, what kind of condition our buses were in, right? Oh, my, uh, there's some facts about God's children. I want to tell you, they're good neighbors. Yeah. You see an advertisement about State Farm that they're like a good neighbor. They're, they're a, a good Christian, a saint of God is a good neighbor. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, they are. And uh, God's church is called out for work. Ephesians 2.6 says he has raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, move over. We're sitting with Christ Jesus spiritually today in heavenly places. Hallelujah. It didn't say Slewfoot was there. It said we've been made sit together in, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show uh, the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Uh, God has good things laid out for you. He's got good things waiting for you. They sing it about when we get to heaven and those streets and those mansions there. God has something good. Because in John 14, he said, In my Father's house are many mansions. Hallelujah. I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Where that I am, there you may be also. Glory to God. He said, The way you know. And we today know the way. He said, His name was Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad today? Boy, we're blessed, aren't we? My, how blessed we are. 
Mmm, we're blessed. Wrap this thing up in Revelation 5.10. He has made us unto our God, kings and priests, Revelation 5.10, and we shall reign with him on earth. We shall reign with him on earth. Oh, there's a bunch. I want to tell you, they don't have 25,000 National Guard and seven-foot high fences around the White House and Capitol building with razor wire on top because of Christians. No. They don't have to worry about Christians, do they? No. We're, we're fighting that. We're letting the Lord fight our battles. That's what, he, that's what he said. I said the Lord will fight his battle. God said there's no need, Jehoshaphat, for you all to fight. said the battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. Oh, he's able to do what? He's able to go by, beyond those seven-foot wall uh, fences with razor wire on top. He's able to go where those uh, uh, 25,000 National Guard can't go. He's able to move and pound on uh, sinner men and women's hearts uh, and bring conviction upon them. We need to be praying, God, send a revival across this land. Men and women need to fall under conviction and give their heart to God. We've seen too much ungodliness. Too much ungodliness. Don't let it grip you. Don't let it get a hold of you. Keep your faith in God. Jude said keeping yourselves in the love of God. If God's got it all under control, why should we worry? Because the psalmist said, He that keepeth Israel never sleeps nor slumbers. Hallelujah. James had some good nights of sleep. Why? Because why should he stay away when the Lord had it all under control? Glory to God. Hallelujah. When I went in for one of for my hip replacement last year, uh, I went in and they put me to sleep. Tell me, think of something good and count from a hundred backwards. But you know what was going over and over in my mind going down the hall? The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. If God's your shepherd today, that's enough. Yeah, you don't need anything else. If you look on the screen, amazing facts about God's children. I want to tell you today, we're rejoicing, aren't we? Rejoice in the Lord's Philippians 4, 4 says, always I say again, what? Rejoice. Joyce. We got Joyce in here. We just need to rejoice, don't we? My Matthew 25, 31, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all the nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. Then shall he say, in verse 41 of chapter 25, shall he say unto them on his left hand, depart from me. Ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. It just looks like the, the ungodly is getting by with it. God has a place if they do not repent and get saved and give their heart to him and live for him. He has a place for them. Depart from me. Oh, my. Ye cursed into everlasting fire, 
prepared for the devil and his angels. Stand with me, would you please? My, how many is glad to be saved. Amazed, in fact, about Christians are today they can rejoice. You today can rejoice. Hallelujah. Rejoice forevermore, Paul said. Isn't that good? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your love and grace. We thank you today for your word, your uplifting word. We thank you, Father God, for the mighty Holy Ghost that's able not only to anoint your children, but to uplift them and empower them, Lord, in the day that we live. The days may be evil. They may be a lot of evil people. But God, if you be for your children, who or what can be against them? What can separate us from the love of God? Lord, reach out there today for those that's not in this service. Touch their hearts. Come into their home. You're able to send conviction if they're unsaved or wavered or backslidden on you. And, uh, and draw them to an altar of repentance. We pray it in Jesus' name. You that are here today. Is there any that needs to say, Preacher, I want to come. I want to come down to that altar and get things right with God. Is there anyone today? You say, That's me. And you just step right out and come right down. We'll gather around. We'll pray. We'll believe God. If there's anyone at all, young or old, my God's good to us, isn't he? He is. How many days you're satisfied with the way you are right now with Jesus? Anybody in here? You raise your hand and say, yes, I'm satisfied. If you can't raise your hand, you need to come and say, Lord, here I am. I, I need to be stirred up for Jesus. I need to have a, a, a just an up-to-date experience with you, Lord. Oh. Is there anyone today and you want to come? There's a final judgment coming for those that's not prepared, those not ready. Oh, God. Father, today into your hands we commend the going forth of this message. Wherever and to whomever it goes, draw their hearts, draw their soul. If they're unsaved, Deliver them from the power of sin and death. We pray it in Jesus' name.